Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this guy back. He's the boss over at ATR.org. That's Americans for Tax Reform. Uh, it's uh, Grover Norquist. Grover, how are you? Good to see you. Hey, Joe. Doing well. Hopefully the, the year's going well for you. We just saw the State of the Union address the other night, which was a, a more lucid Joe Biden, although he skipped a bunch of words. In my opinion, he's on Adderall or something when he has a, um, a, a get-together like that. But a lot of what he had to say was completely fictitious. It just wasn't correct. It was either false because they're incompetent or they're lying to the American people. And l- let's just get right into it because you're the guy that I turn to, to to clarify all this stuff. He's talking about adding a tax to so-called the wealthy. Uh, and I don't know who the wealthy are. I mean, Joe Biden is the wealthy. I'm not sure why. He's been in government his whole life. But uh, the wealthy people, again, this is class warfare. They're not paying enough, according to Joe Biden. And you and I have talked a million times that the those who are hiring people like me are paying their fair share, as a matter of fact, more than their fair share. So why do you think he goes after billionaires and millionaires again? Because he's not going after billionaires and millionaires. He's talking about going after millionaires and billionaires because what he doesn't want you to pay attention, you're supposed to be looking over here at the billionaires and billionaires talk and not looking at the fact that they're laying out plans to get more money out of people who make their living on tips, waitresses and waiters and taxi cab drivers. They want everything to know about them so that they can be sure and get more money out of people whose part of their compensation is tips. There are very few people who make more than $400,000 a year who operate on tips. So, hey, I'm going to hit rich people only, make, have to make at least 400000 right. maybe billions. No, we're going after waiters and waitresses and taxi cab drivers uh, and people who make a little money selling something on Venmo or working, uh, getting, you know, selling stuff out of their garage on yeah. eBay. Uh, that's who they're getting all the data. For. What are they going to do with 87,000 uh, new uh, IRS agents and, and folks? They're going to be going after waiters and waitresses and the people who make some money selling things on Venmo or PayPal or other ways like that. But no, 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 rich people, rich people. That's what he talks about. That's not what they're doing. President of uh, Americans for Tax Reform, go to ATR.org, sign up for the newsletter, check out all the articles there. It's Grover Norquist. You know, Grover, he says over and over, as you just alluded to, those making 400000 and less are not going to get even one cent in a higher tax. I can argue and you can argue that the inflation rate alone is killing everybody, and especially exponentially it's hurting people making less than 400000 a year. But as far as taxes go, you just very specifically said people who are making tips. How would that, how would that work? Well, they want a comprehensive uh, collection of data, meaning they want to know every penny you earn, everything that goes through your bank account, your Venmo, your PayPal, and when they have it all, they can do your taxes for you. And do they, you know, and if, let's say they charge a little too much, you know, they, they claim that some something you sold on Venmo was all income as opposed to some of it was profit and some of it was, was your cost. Right. You really going to go and argue and hire a lawyer for five thousand dollars because they stiffed you for two hundred bucks? Right. No, you're going to pay the extra amount of money, uh, and that's the way other countries do it. They actually send you the bill, and you can argue with them if you want, but it costs more to do that than the amount of money they pinch you for. Is there a tax benefit to moving everything digital? The reason I ask is I went to recently to I think a chiropractor appointment with my daughter, and they said it's forty dollars. I said great, grab two twenties, and I tried to hand it to the guy. He said no, 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 we only take card. I said well, this is forty real dollars. This is U.S. currency. Pop, pop, pop. You know, I'm showing him, and he says yeah, we we just can't. We don't have the, the, a way to take it. We it feels as though, and, and I wonder if you agree with this. We're being pushed to digital currency only, and if that does happen, that's a better way for the government to track us all and what we do, right? 
Well, you see that and the fact that they really don't like the the currencies um, that compete with the dollar um, because they don't have control of it. So what they're looking for each time is more control and the ability to know everything about you so they can control you. Um, And part of that is knowing every penny that comes in and out of your bank account, out of your pocket. Uh, The the new IRS guy that that they're going to put in, uh, he said, oh, I'm going to not do more audits on anyone who makes less than $400,000 a year because that's sort of what Biden promised. There was a piece of legislation the Republicans put forward to put that into law. Every single Democrat voted against it uh, and uh, the administration opposed it. So they want to promise not to audit lower income people more and middle income people and, yeah. and lower income people, but they don't want it in the law. Why, why do you not want it in the law if you're, plan, you're not planning to do it? No, no, we won't do it. Just don't put it in the law. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, Judge Judy says, if it's not in the contract, then it, then it's not real. You can say anything you want. It's got to be actually in the law. It's got to be on the paper. It's got to be something I, tangible I can touch and say, wait a second, you guys promised, and there's now a law restricting you. It's Grover Norquist, ATR.org. There's a great article there about this guy, uh, Daniel Warfel. First of all, who is this guy uh, that, that Biden wants to be the IRS chief? He'd been in as an acting person. He hasn't fixed any of the problems that we've talked about, you know, that, that somebody inside the IRS stole thousands and thousands of individual tax returns and audits and sent it to a left-wing group, which can then blackmail people with it. They never even got the stuff back that was stolen. You had to be able to see everything in the IRS's files in order to pick out guys by income uh, and hand it to left-wing group to play with. Nobody's been fired. When Congress asks what's going on, they say, oh, it's being investigated. It's a secret. And we won't tell you anything about what's going on. Wow. That is not something that would be tolerated by any other government agency at all. And this guy needs to be judged on whether or not he fixes that. In, in uh, Utah, they destroyed 30 million tax documents, like a 1099 or a W-2. 30 million. If you stack them, it'd be two miles high. Wow. Did you, and then asked if they burned them or buried them or shredded them, they refused to say. They did admit that there was a memo about why they did it, but they won't share the memo with Congress. I'm not talking about you and me. They won't share the memo, memo with Congress uh, because it would make them, literally because it would make them look bad, is what they said. Well, Grover, I'd never uh, heard about these 30 million documents before you mentioned it, and there's a great article right now at ATR.org. It's called Biden's IRS Nominee Needs to Answer a Few Questions. It was put out just a few days ago, a couple of days ago. I had no idea about these 30 million documents. Why, we, don't, we still, to this moment, don't know why they destroyed them? No, they won't. They won't say. The only reason we know about it is one of the inspectors was walking through and somebody mentioned it to him because they, they do have inspectors that are supposed to check on stuff yeah. somehow. Um, and but only because he happened to go through and somebody happened to say, hey, see what we just did. Wow. Uh, did we ever they were going to tell the world. They didn't tell the world. They didn't tell Congress They they just did it. And then, they, you know, what if you didn't have a document? Then you're a jerk and they go after you. I'm done. Yeah. And maybe audit you. Right. It's uh, Grover Norquist, uh, ATR.org. Go there, read that article that I just showed you on the screen. It's Biden's IRS nominee needs to answer a few questions. Grover, let me ask you a very generic question, um, but, but I think it's important in this day and age. Under 
Obama, under Biden, no transparency at all. They kept they keep on telling us how transparent they are. No oversight at all. People fighting the fact that they, they, they don't want to sit down in front of these committees. Under Trump, Trump would do two-hour news conferences every day and yell at everybody. You'd had a, a complete open book of, of governance. It's as if this government, this entire 230-plus years, has been saying, we're going to get to a point to where we're not going to allow the people to know anything that we're doing, and it's like they're succeeding. Why don't they have oversight? Why can't we know what the IRS is doing? Why can't we know why we're militarizing and weaponizing the, the DOJ? Have you got a general philosophical feel, feeling about what I just said? Your question kind of answers itself. They don't want people looking because they're doing things that they're quite convinced if people saw, they would be very unhappy and perhaps not elect them in the next election. So they are deliberately withholding this information. This is not something um, that they're willing to have the American people look at. I'm sorry, uh, to have the American people see, and they're, they're hiding it on purpose. It's not by mistake. It is uh, Grover Norquist. Let's talk a little bit more about the State of the Union address. The, the president says the, the inflation's coming down. We know it just went up like a half a point. Uh, he says that gas prices are down so much since their peak. Well, he made their peak happen, and we're still a dollar more than when, when Trump was in office. The price of food is through the roof. The, pr- the price of necessities is through the roof. Real wages are down, not up. Um, he's touting the praises of, of Bidenomics. I'm just not seeing it. What do you see? He was supposed to give a State of the Union speech, but he didn't talk about the State of the Union. Right. He did a state of my personal, you know, how good I'm feeling about life. Uh, he didn't <laughs> mention that Americans are poorer today because Biden. That's 6% inflation. In the last year, if you didn't get a 6% raise, you are poorer today than when Biden walked into office. If you have a 401k or an individual retirement account, and 60% of Americans do, Take a look at it and compare it to where it was the day Biden walked into office. Right. You are poor. Your retirement, your nest egg, your life savings is worth less today than when Biden walked in. He wants to argue, oh, it got really bad and now it's not as bad as it used to be. And he wants to measure the, you know, the last month that wasn't quite as bad as right. the previous month. Compare it to when he walked in the door it still sucks. Yeah. No, it does suck. We could buy eggs when Trump was was in office. We could buy gas for 335 a gallon and the inflation rate was 1.4. So at the end of the day, it has been uh, incredibly negative everything under Biden, yet now he's claiming that he's creating all these jobs. Uh, Grover, correct me if I'm wrong, you're the e- the economic expert here, but these jobs aren't created by Biden. These are jobs that are going back online because people aren't locked down anymore. Am I wrong about that? Did Biden create some jobs? No. We're finally unlocking some of the blue states. Uh, You're also, he spent like $2 trillion, and some of that money, which is put into people's pockets, uh, welfare payments, in effect, is dropping down, and people are going back to work because they've now spent down what they got from from Biden economics. Right. You know, so they didn't work for a year or two, and now they're going to go back and start to work because they don't have as much, they don't have money in the bank anymore. The savings is down. I mean, it's good that they're going to work, but the reason for it is not terribly cheerful. Remember, we do have one thing going. We still have the the Republican lower corporate rate from 35 down to 21. Right. That made us competitive with China's at 25. We were at 35, and the Republicans brought it down to 21, so we can compete with the rest of the world. Whereas before that, we weren't doing very well at all. Uh, the D's are trying to raise that, but not not as much as they 
hoped to. Well, you and I talked about it when it became 21, and I think that you and I agreed that it should have been zero. A corporate tax at yeah. all makes us uncompetitive, and the manufacturing is going to go overseas anyway because the, the wages are so much lower there, and they can use slave labor you know, to, to coin a term, which is something that we would never do. It's Grover Norquist. Go to ATR.org, uh, Americans for Tax Reform. He's the president. If you don't mind, give me a minute or so. We talked about this last time, but it's so complicated. What is this 1099K thing? I know that it was $20,000 was the, the threshold. I thought Manchin was going to join with the Republicans and, and keep it at 20000 or maybe fifteen. Now it's $600 in transactions, and you're getting an extra piece of paperwork for the IRS? Yes. They want to know every dollar you get from Venmo or PayPal or uh, uh, Facebook Marketplace uh, or eBay, all of the various um, ways that people move money right. um, electronically, pay babysitters, get together and, and buy pizza together and send everybody uh, some money uh, to divvy up costs and so on. Yeah. This is not income in many, many cases. This, this is, uh, but you're going to have to prove that when, if you got $600 over the course of a year, um, that that's not income. Now, you may have taken all the kids' toys out because they're not kids anymore and yeah. sold them for $1,000 and it cost you $5,000 to buy them over time. You don't have those receipts. That's a thousand dollars you got to pay taxes on, and other, otherwise, prove it. Prove that that wasn't income to you, even though you spent much more to buy it. This is a tremendous imposition on people's uh, privacy, uh, and uh, now they backed off temporarily. Yeah, they said it's the law. They fought against the effort by uh, Williams in, in uh, West Virginia, the uh, congresswoman. Uh, Manchin didn't help. Uh, if he'd been willing to, we could have stopped him. We could have stopped him. He, he, he did. Well, he kind of that. That indicated that he was going to, but then, then again, he didn't. I mean, people need to understand Joe Manchin still is a reliable Democrat vote, no matter how much noise he makes. But, but, but just to, to clarify it as, as simply as we can, I have a motorcycle that I bought for 1000 I can only sell it for 600 I now will, that will be reported as income unless I can prove through paperwork in every little transaction I make to the IRS that I lost money on it. I'm going to be taxed on it. Yes. Yeah. Come now, on. the Republicans had a bill that said, let's let's move it back to twenty thousand dollars and two hundred exchanges. So you'd only be taxing real actual businesses as opposed to individuals doing stuff. Yeah. Um, and the D's voted that down. The D's voted that down all the way down. The Republicans wanted to change the law. And then because there was so much opposition from the American people, they said, well, we're going to delay it. Uh, a I mean, week, a month, right? A year? I mean, what, what does delay mean? I don't know. But but again, for those who are anytime. for those who are watching and listening, let me make it even simpler because I'm a very simple guy. If we get together for a Super Bowl party and buy a bunch of pizza that costs two hundred dollars, and everybody wants to wants to pitch in, if they Venmo or uh, Venmo or PayPal me, that could be looked at as income unless they have receipts to show the IRS. Really? Yep. Come yep. on, man. That's exactly the kind of problem people are going to have, uh, and. The administration doesn't care because they want to see everything that happens in your economic life so they can help tax it, direct it. There's money that they don't like people spend. You know, they don't like you buying energy. They, you know, they, they, so they want to tax that. Uh, they need to know everything about you in order right. to have more control over how you behave. Makes no sense. All right, what, one last quick question with Grover Norquist, president, Americans for Tax Reform. ATR.org is the website. Go and read this uh, article. Biden's nominee needs to answer some questions. Um, one last question. Do you think, do you trust 
the, the Republicans, they're showing pretty good so far, but do you trust that they're going to hold the Senate's feet to the fire with the leverage they have with the purse strings to, to not allow the debt ceiling to go up without giving some, some cost-cutting as well? Yeah, good news is 63% of the American people want cost reduction, spending reduction as part of any increase in the debt ceiling. That is the same number as 10 years ago, 2011, 2013, when we had this exact same fight. Same chessboard, same players on the chess, Democrat right. president, Democrat Senate, Republican House. We were able to get $2.4 trillion in reduced spending over a decade because Biden wanted, uh, Obama wanted $2.4 trillion increase right. in the debt ceiling. We got spending down dollar for dollar. We can do something very much like that again. You just have to be innovative on how you make sure you police it so that you don't end up like, Remember, they took Reagan. We're going to give you $3 of spending cuts for every dollar of tax increase. Right. Never happened. Right. Spending never cuts never happened. Same thing happened to Bush. Two for one. The tax increases were real. The spending cuts weren't. The Republicans will not allow any tax increase, period. They did that last time and they won it. If you discuss tax increases as part of the solution, it becomes the only part of the solution. Right. And then the Democrats want the Republicans to go after Social Security and Medicare so they can beat them to death in the next election for thinking about it. And Republicans are going, you know, no, right. that's your idea. And it was 10 years ago. Uh, Obama wanted to go after Social Security and Medicare 10 years ago, and the Republicans right. said not touching it. Uh, Grover, great information as always. Thank you so much. Go and check out this article at ATR.org. And it's uh, Grover Norquist, the president, Americans for Tax Reform. Come back soon, my friend. I appreciate you. Thank you, Joe. All right. Glad. We're, we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. We always appreciate Grover Norquist coming on. Make sure you go to ATR.org. ATR.org. Let's do some pop culture. Hi, Polo, talk to me. So did you see the story about Raquel Welch passing away? I did see that, yeah. Uh, I hadn't seen her in anything in a long time. I was surprised that uh, she was 82. I didn't know she was that old. Yeah, I said uh, that she had a brief illness. That's what TMZ's reporting. Um, beyond that, they don't really say a whole lot else. Uh, she was 82 years old. I was very surprised by that. I, I, again, we hadn't seen her in anything for a long time, but... Raquel Welch, when I think about her, I think about a very young person, which is very interesting. Sad to hear about that for sure. Paul, I appreciate you. Sam, thank you. Carrie, thanks. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.